I think a lot of people don't see the state of Tennessee as a strong life science state for whatever reason. I mean, they think automotive, they think agriculture. People think about the state of Tennessee being a manufacturing-based industry. But actually, I think our greatest opportunities are in science-based type economic development. I mean, if we're doing a really good job in technology and science, then we know we're going to be able to build and create the jobs and, and the industry of the future. That's Abby Trotter, Executive Director of Life Science Tennessee, and she's also Director of the Bio10 Foundation. Abby was joined by Life Science Tennessee's Chairman of the Board, Ted Townsend, to share some of the amazing work that's happening in Tennessee's life science industry. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a podcast powered by Launch Tennessee, dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership with this simple vision. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. This season, you'll get an up-close look at how the statewide Launch Tennessee Network and boots-on-the-ground startups build Tennessee. In this episode, Abby and Ted share how life science has become an essential industry all across the state, providing thousands of high-paying jobs for Tennesseans. Since COVID-19 has emphasized the importance of life science research, Abby and Ted offer an inside look into some of the progress that's being made right here in Tennessee. They also explain how a partnership between Life Science Tennessee and Launch Tennessee provide new opportunities for both organizations. To learn more about this and Tennessee's statewide network of resources, visit launchtn.org slash buildtn. Now, let's jump in. Hello, my name is Abby Trotter. I am the Executive Director of Life Science Tennessee and also now the Director of the Bio10 Foundation. Hi, everyone. I am Ted Townsend. I serve the University of Memphis as the Chief Economic Development and Government Relations Officer, and I'm also honored to be Life Science Tennessee Chairman of the Board. Thank you to both of you for jumping on here to talk about Life Science Tennessee. And also, we're going to be talking a little bit about both of your stories and, and what led you into this. And also, we'll talk a little about the life sciences in Tennessee and the industry and, and some of the things that entrepreneurs may or may not know about. Because there's a lot of things going on, and it's a big part of the Tennessee story. So... As we're talking about building Tennessee on this season of Disrupt the Continuum, very important conversations here. So first of all, thanks for taking the time. Good to be here. Happy to be here. How about we start with you, Abby? Can you just catch me up to speed of of your background, especially as it relates to economic development? Tell me a little about your journey, and then we'll go over to you, Ted, in just a moment. Gosh, thanks, Clark, for asking. So uh, my my background really is in communications. My other side job that I didn't mention at the beginning is I actually run a public and government relations firm called Hall Strategies. 
Um, and for many years, uh, many of my clients were highly engaged in economic development. And I, I'm not going to age myself and tell you what all, what all those years were when I first got involved in economic development in the state of Tennessee. But for many years, uh, I was very involved in business recruitment and talking about the state of Tennessee as a fantastic way or place to do business. They, you know, in economic development, you always hear live, work, play. Uh, which certainly is the case uh, for the state, and it was it's it's been an easy sell. But back in 2012, I um, got engaged with Life Science Tennessee more closely, and really began to have the conversation about how we weren't really doing a good job. This gets to my communications background of telling the story about the impact that Life Science Tennessee currently has on the state, but then also what those what those opportunities could be. And so I began to have the discussion with the Board of Life Science Tennessee, and then they hired my firm, and then I became the executive director of Life Science Tennessee as well. And so here we are in 2020, and uh, actually Ted and I have uh, known each other for a number of years when he was also involved in economic development. So that's a little bit of background uh, on on uh, on me and how I got engaged. I love that. And you were mentioning just Tennessee in general is a great place to live, work and play. And I think I can hear in the background some birds chirping. Is that right? <laughs> I am. I'm on my back patio today. So that's so funny. You can hear birds. But yeah. Well, it's just very faint. And it's great. It adds a nice texture. And, you know, that's what we have in Tennessee. It's, and we're almost to exactly the fall right. season. And fall in Tennessee is one of a kind. And not that I want to date this, but we will be talking about some important timely content like COVID-19 and Tennessee's response and all that. So we'll come back to that. But anyway, I just wanted to, to flag that as a, a good a good vibe I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> on your side. So, Ted, let's go to you next and how your past has led you to bringing you today where you're at now as the board chairman. Yeah, great. Thanks very much, Clark. So. I've uh, approached this from a, a different path, obviously, but uh, it's really from a private sector orientation. I co-founded a biopharmaceutical company in the mid-2000s, and it's called Argentus Pharmaceuticals. Uh, we were focused on the in-licensing of therapeutics that were born in, and discovered in Tennessee uh, with an intent of positioning them for commercialization to improve human lives. It was an exciting opportunity, obviously, and given that, that exposure, uh, we were an early uh, adopter of Life Science Tennessee and its advocacy in the state. As a startup, it was really critical to be a part of an organization that was focused on networking, connectivity, and advocacy. Uh, when you're a startup, you you may feel like you don't have a, a big voice, and that was a platform to allow us to to do so. Uh, so I, uh, I I you know really found myself to be very fortunate to have this kind of background, uh, understanding the importance of an organization like this and, and its association and how it can benefit individual companies. Um, toward uh, 2010, 2011, I found myself getting into the public sector. I joined uh, the Economic and Community Development Department at the state of Tennessee, 
at the very beginning of Governor Haslam's uh, term and his first term. And uh, it, I never expected it, but it was really interesting to uh, partner with uh, an organization that was approaching economic development, again, from the private sector lens of a governor who came from the private sector, of a commissioner and Bill Haggerty, who also came from the private sector, understanding the forces that are at play that business owners have to face each and every day and being able to craft policy craft resources uh, from the public domain that directly benefit these companies was really intriguing to me. And obviously, we've partnered very closely uh, at that time as a department with Launch Tennessee and Life Science Tennessee. So it was a, a great continuance of that partnership that I had enjoyed from the mid-2000s as a, a member of the association and then to a partner of the association. I think it equipped me uh, to being considered uh, for the board. And Abby was kind enough to extend that invitation in my official state role. And uh, fortunately, uh, you know, when I left the state and joined the University of Memphis to focus on economic development uh, for my uh, alma mater in my hometown, uh, I again remained on the board and uh, was considered to become the board chair. So it's it's been a, an incredible tenure. I've seen just a tremendous response of this industry in the state, and uh, and I'm excited to see where it will lead us in the future. So it's been 10 years now. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it has. Well, I think both of your experiences really just come together as for superpowers here for not only understanding policy and how resources can be made available, how jobs are created, but also what Abby, what you were saying just a moment ago about being able to tell that story and you have to have the communications strength here because, you know, Tennessee, as we're on the, the mission to make it the most startup friendly state in the nation, You've got to be able to let other companies know and other and other founders and, and entrepreneurs and, and all of that to know what's available here. So earlier, Abby, you were saying there was this moment when you said, you know, we're as an organization, Life Science Tennessee, we're not maybe doing the best job as we could be with telling the story about not only the organization, but also the role Tennessee has. So I'd love to maybe next talk about what is, in a nutshell, what is that story that you want the entire state, the entire nation, the world to know what Tennessee has to offer when it comes to the life sciences? Sure. Thanks for asking, because uh, it's a great question and, and, and um, still something that we're trying to get the message out about every day. Um, you know, every other year, our national partner, which is an organization called BIO, or is the Bio Innovation Organization, it's, a, it's actually an international organization, releases uh, a report uh, of all the states and the impact of the life science industry in each one of those states. Um, and right now, it has us at actually 36,000 uh, Tennesseans are employed in the life science industry from 2,100 different establishments across the state. And, I, and, and so the employment is high, but I think the other thing that's really interesting and very high is the average wage of those employees is about $90,000 uh, a person. Um, one of the things that, that this report also tells us is that we are growing 
significantly across the world and in the state of Tennessee significantly um, faster than, you know, other industries in the state and other businesses uh, in, in industries in the state. So we've always thought that the cornerstone of the life science industry in the state is really based in the research that we have here. You know, we have incredible research institutions from St. Jude to Vanderbilt to the University of Tennessee to obviously now uh, the University of Memphis and their quest to be a level one research institution. And then we have some great other research institutions like Meharry uh, doing some really interesting research on disparities in health and even in Northeast Tennessee, the Quillen College of Medicine. So... All kinds of terrific life science research are happening at those institutions. And there's all kinds of great partnerships between those research and the industry that has built here and that the industry that we hope to come here by building some of those early startups. So that's really our message. That's what we're very focused on. Ted, did I miss anything in all that? No, I... I think that's the, the important thing to note is that we reside really at that fulcrum of of research industry and and education and and you know the companies that are locating here and it's really if you look at the map of those 2100 entities that are employing those 36,000 Tennesseans it's really all over the state in rural and urban settings so the the impact of this industry is very broad on our state's economy and and what we're hoping to do is to increase that density both in the private sector job creation but also that basic and applied research that's being conducted at those research institutions you know bringing these technologies to life is expensive and it requires a tremendous amount of support and infrastructure a lot of that has been built but we understand that we absolutely have to attract more and more in order to continue the success that we've already had, but really grow on that. I'm loving all this. So I'm taking a lot of notes here and there's so many great stats to paint the picture. And Abby, with some of those numbers you were just sharing a moment ago, what do you think surprises people the most, whether they work in uh, you know, government or, or maybe just the private sector? When you share the story of what's happening in Tennessee and the trajectory we're on, what do you normally hear back? Well, you know, gosh, several different things. I think a lot of people don't see the state of Tennessee as a strong life science state for whatever reason. I mean, they think automotive, they think agriculture, you know, which certainly agriculture actually fits in very well within our industry. And there's many in agriculture that are very engaged in our industry. And people think about the state of Tennessee being a manufacturing based industry. But actually, I think our greatest opportunities are in science-based type economic development. I mean, if we're doing a really good job in technology and science, then we know we're going to be able to build and create the jobs and, and the industry of the future. And I think our numbers tell us that. Number one, we're growing faster than other businesses. And then number two, we look at what that average wage is. And we know that we're growing really good, high-paying jobs. 
the other thing that I think we ought to touch on and we can touch on it later is the big surprising thing is when I talk about how much technology is going on in the state of Tennessee around the, you know, ending the COVID pandemic, people are people are generally floored by some of that as well. And we could talk about that in a bit. But yes, I do want to talk about that. And when you mentioned just now how much we're seeing science within the role of economic development across the state. What do you think makes Tennessee suited well to do this? I know a moment ago you were mentioning all of from from east to west, all the institutions um, who are in this. Is that part of what makes it? Is it the agricultural developments? Is there anything that just just because Tennessee is what it is, is there any reason why we're also doing well in that department? Just pulling from both of your experiences that you've seen over the years in, in policy and government? Yeah, I mean, I truly think it's research. I think that, um, you know, I go back to those research institutions and one that I forgot to mention earlier was Oak Ridge National Laboratory. I mean, there's tons of life science research and uh, that's that's going on there as well. Um so I think that's thing number one. And obviously, the state of Tennessee's very central location, you know, are, are the, the low cost of doing business in the state. All of those things make our state extremely attractive. Yeah, I, I would just be, I would just add to that. I mean, it, it is truly the business climate that is one of our, our chief assets that we market internationally really as a, a destination of choice for businesses to operate you know it's the it's the access and cost of capital the the operating uh, bottom line uh, that is greatly appealing to these businesses and and a low tax profile is is absolutely critical in in making that decision to locate in tennessee you know when I was with the department, we were state of the year back to back. That's like winning the national championship in back to back years in, in economic development. So who awards that? Did you say how is that determined? It's basically determined by uh, several different rating uh, uh, publications. Area development is one of those um, uh, business insider. There are several, uh, but you know they're the ones that are issuing the gold shovel awards on on an annualized basis. And and Tennessee has has always been highly rated as one of those uh, states that gets this and understands what it means to form a business, to uh, to grow a business, and to create those types of opportunities. And, and we've recognized industry sectors that provide that type of high growth trajectory for our citizenry. That's that's critical to attract and support. And and life sciences certainly, as demonstrated by Abby earlier, uh, you know, with the the average wage of ninety thousand dollars, these are really high quality jobs. So we want to do everything we can to support that and attract it and, and make sure that those businesses are successful. So they create more of those high quality jobs. You know, one of the things I want to talk about, too, if I can, Clark, and I, yeah. I might just go ahead and jump in. But one of the benefits I mentioned earlier, um, the uh, our national partner, Bio, and there is the terrific network of organizations, state run organizations that are, you know, a part of that 
that national organization. And so one of the things that that network allows us to do is look at best practices that are going on in other states and think about how we can potentially bring those into the state of Tennessee, either from a policy standpoint or from a programming standpoint. And we actually have really great examples of both of those. And, um, and both of those involve our terrific partner, Launch Tennessee. Um, you know, when we really started getting into how Life Science Tennessee was going to make a difference in, uh, in, in building uh, startups and helping startups, hel- helping life science startups, particularly in the state, we used our national partner bio and began to just get questions out to other states about different programs that they were doing, mentor type, startup type, you know, accelerator type programs that they were doing. And we found, and and at that time, Launch Tennessee, and it might have even been called TTDC or just very recently was called Launch Tennessee. At that time, um, Launch Tennessee had been doing a lot of accelerator boot camps across the state, but it really didn't have a flexible mentor type program that I say flexible, but also very structured. And we were able to find a program based out of San Diego, California. Uh, it's, it's the springboard program that comes from an economic development-based organization in San Diego called Connect. And we learned all about that program, went to visit them, and then basically decided that was the kind of program that we needed to use uh to help life science startups in Tennessee. It was perfect because it fit with the type of the geographic. I mean, we had companies from all across the state of Tennessee that that needed mentoring and needed to get involved in an accelerator-type program, but they couldn't necessarily locate to one spot like a boot camp would normally do. And then also we had mentors that were also across the street or across the state. And so we were able to, you know, have some flexibility to do, you know, we were doing Zoom calls at Life Science Tennessee before Zoom calls were cool because we were doing them four (laughs) or five years ago. Uh, So doing a lot of yeah so so doing doing a whole lot of those kind of virtual phone calls and virtual mentoring sessions so that we could bring expertise from across the state to companies and startups across the state so um that has been i think a real value of life science tennessee and some of those national partners and the other the other really interesting kind of best practice that we saw in other states that we actually helped bring to the state of Tennessee is the SBIR, STTR matching program that that uh, has been funded for the last several years in the state of Tennessee. So if you're not familiar, those are programs, those are federal funds that can, that come down to the most promising different technology startups in the state of Tennessee kind of evaluated by their different peer groups. And some states, not, not, not even, not even most of them, but some put so much value in helping those small high tech companies along that they actually help fund them as well by matching some of those dollars. And we were able to start a program like that in the state of Tennessee. And we're very, and, and the startup world in Tennessee is very appreciative, not just in the life science industry. I mean, that is something that Life Science Tennessee 
kind of founded and helped kind of sell, I guess, to launch Tennessee and to the state of Tennessee is a really promising program from a policy standpoint and from a funding standpoint. And then it has not only helped our industry, but it's helped all kinds of high tech industries in the state. Well, that's a perfect example of that collaboration. When I was with the state, Abby brought that forward and advocated for this and and it was really through you know the one of those days on the hill where we're advancing the the policy platform to policymakers to understand the the importance of this when you walk in and you say that Tennessee is one of six states who doesn't have this type of match program and and we are actually losing businesses that are leaving our state to go to other states that have the match simply because they have that program. That's where you start to see an exact change in creating that environment. So we improved upon that that very day and we've made those investments and it's been oversubscribed really you know the attention to that is has been great so you know it's a matter of that one type of decision that can impact the trajectory of the state's economy i'm hearing things like connectivity cross-pollination between you know government private um you know we mentioned launch Tennessee, the public private partnership uh talking about some of the startups and the companies are being able to stay in Tennessee because of the matching funds and some of the past opportunities made. These are just examples that you're sharing. Uh, I think we talked about the mentored network. So there's a lot of ways that this fits into the larger conversation about how we are building Tennessee and, and all of the above. So what's interesting, when you go to the website, lifesciencetn.org, you can also see all of the things happening, but I think it's also really good to call out the board of directors. And I recognize so many different large institutions, large organizations, but also founders and startups. And you're having these dialogues. This is just one example, I'm sure, of just how you can see really, really big, perhaps slow moving organizations working with the the agile startups. And and the solutions that are are coming out of this. So there's a lot of good, but one of the other things I want to make sure we talked about while we had you here is COVID-19 and how the connectivity we've been talking about and how some of this infrastructure was already in place. You were talking on Zoom calls before Zoom was cool. There's a lot of a lot of ways I'm hearing that you were perhaps ready to try to assemble everything together as quickly as possible. So what has been happening since March 2020 of the of once we were in quarantine and once everyone realized hey this is for real what are some of the things that you've seen and and maybe do you have I hope optimism about the future how is Tennessee contributing to fighting back the pandemic yeah so I'll I'll start with that I I think the pandemic has shown and punctuated the importance of the continued funding for drug development and discovery and and the fact that you know these therapies and and technologies have a really long road uh, to reaching the public the hopes of the entire world as i mentioned before rest on the development of those innovations and technologies that will deliver the diagnostic tests the therapeutic treatments the preventative vaccines and all of that's going to be supported by a really robust global biologistics supply chain. And, and there is really only one industry that can meet this challenge to combat and eradicate the threat of this virus that 
then begins to normalize and unlock the the arrested uh, economy, and that's the life sciences. And and what I'm so proud of is that you know Tennessee being the volunteer state, you've seen so many efforts underway to understand the complex mechanisms of the virus and its biological manifestations, but really fuel the rapid comprehension. Uh, through the the apparatus that's already in place, which we talked about earlier, the academic and private sector research that's going on, you know, the reliance of that data and discovery will ultimately influence how we respond, how we recover in every facet of our daily lives. So if you're looking at healthcare protocols, if you're looking at tech utilization, even socioeconomic policy, uh, the education and workforce, our environments have changed all because of this. And, and it's going to be impacted in the future with how we recover and become resilient based on the research that's happening here in the state. You know, we've, we've witnessed this very swift statewide mobilization of our subject matter experts from really all disciplines and modalities within the medical and higher education research community. And it's, it's really reflective of our heritage to, to dig in and, and to provide that type of community support uh, on a very massive scale. From, and I mentioned earlier, some of those great research institutions. I mean, we have, you know, at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center in Memphis, there is uh, the, the Regional Biocontainment Laboratory, where it's a level three laboratory that is um, looking testing a bunch of things against the virus itself. I mean, they have the virus there, you know, in their in their laboratory and they're testing all kinds of drugs and all kinds of diagnostics and everything against the virus itself. You know, from Oak Ridge National Laboratory that is doing tons of computational models on the virus uh, through its summit computer. I mean, those are just, and then, you know, in the middle of the state, you have the, the vaccine center, which is one of the world's most renowned vaccine centers, uh, at Vanderbilt University that's doing a whole lot of great research and early vaccine development for the coronavirus. Uh, not to mention, you know, some of the very early research on remdesivir, which is one of the, you know, treatments that is used very commonly against coronavirus. Uh, some of that early research was actually based out of Vanderbilt University. You know, that's just the tip of the iceberg on, you know, some of those different things that the state of Tennessee is doing. You know, that another example, I mean, Pfizer has some of the very promising vaccines. And so Pfizer has one of its largest distribution facilities in Memphis, Tennessee. So, you know, we know Tennessee as a major distribution model. And, you know, I suspect there will be you know, a lot of distribution hub activity going on uh, once the vaccine is fully developed and out in our state. There is some optimism there. These are some really tough times, and I I can understand why, and I'm, I think it's going to, the recovery is going to be quite a journey, and it's just a tough time. But it is nice to hear these examples and to feel like, hey, maybe there is there is some some hope in this, and uh, it's heavy stuff. But I am feeling some gratitude as well. 
complicated. <laughs> it is complicated, but you know, again, as this association who has supported this industry, we know and we are well equipped to support these companies uh, because the the pressure that they're on to deliver these types of of solutions is absolutely incredible and and they're they're equipped to handle it and as an uh, association it's more critical now than ever for us to make sure that we're communicating it we're connecting it all and that we're promoting it most importantly so that people understand tennessee's place in in you know eventually providing uh, a treatment protocol for this pandemic both of you at different times during this, you've gone through a whole list of the resources across the state. And one time I think, Abby, you were like, oh, and of course, Oak Ridge. And what I love about that, and I think this is a good way to start wrapping up, but so often Oak Ridge is, you know, when I think of life science and, and those kinds of, you know, the history of Tennessee, I think of Oak Ridge and that's an amazing resource. But what's been great about this is learning about there's, Oak Ridge is incredible, and there's also a lot of other incredible resources and groups throughout the state that you're bringing connectivity to, you bring the the, the cross pollination to, and and infusing that with the startups and entrepreneurs who are looking to build businesses here. So this has been great. Anything else you you both either want to leave us with, or any final things on your mind or on your heart? Yeah, you know the only other thing that. You know, as we talk about life sciences and the opportunity in life sciences, one of the things that always makes me feel so good to be in this work is we're not just talking about economic development and job creation, but we're talking about economic development and job creation to do some extremely critical things uh, for our world. And probably, you know, COVID, uh, you know, COVID tells that story probably the best as as Ted was saying you know all eyes are sort of on this industry right now to help bring the world out of a true crisis and uh, you know in the state of Tennessee and across the world we have an opportunity to create you know jobs and create you know economic investment around an industry that is so incredibly important and that's one of the reasons why I love getting up every day and doing this work the industry that we have the privilege of representing, you know, the strength is our membership. It's these companies and entities that do everything from biomedical research to uh, developing medical devices that extend mobility to to humans uh, on a daily basis and, and the therapies and even the, the agricultural practices that are, uh, you know, showing incredible innovation it's it's such a a breadth of of you know end result tangible uh, technologies and solutions that we get to enjoy and experience on a on a daily basis so you're seeing the the advent of more of that with this pandemic but it, at the essence of what this industry does it's to improve the human condition and I, I can't be more proud to be associated with uh, with Life Science Tennessee or, or an industry that's solely dedicated to improving people's lives. Well, thank you both of you for the work you're doing right now. Thanks for the work that has led up to this point. And I'm thanking you as well for the work I know you will do. So really appreciate you taking the time to jump on here and share a little about all the great things happening at Life Science Tennessee and and uh, and and more. So, looking forward to continuing the conversation. 
Thanks, Clark. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Clark. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast for entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. To join the conversation, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LaunchTN and visit launchtn.org slash buildtn to learn more about Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum. 